Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is July 11th. On this day in 1955, President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed a bill mandating that the inscription, In God We Trust, be presented on all U.S. paper and coin currency. The first dollar bills bearing these words entered circulation in 1957, shortly after Congress made In God We Trust the official national motto. Representative Charles Bennett, a Democrat from Florida, was a chief advocate for the measure's passage. Nothing could be more certain, Bennett said, than our country was founded in a spiritual atmosphere and with a firm trust in God. While the sentiment of trusting God is universal and timeless, he added, these particular four words, in God we trust, are indigenous to our country. In introducing the bill, Bennett, who served 44 years in the House, invoked the Cold War. In these days, he said, when imperialistic and materialistic communism seeks to attack and destroy freedom, we should continually look for ways to strengthen the foundations of our freedom. Bennett, who died in 2003 at the age of 93, remains the longest-serving member of either House of Congress in Florida's history. The Democrats have fielded a candidate in the Northeastern Florida District only four times since Bennett's retirement in 1992, and none of them has cleared the 35% mark. Democratic representatives Herman Eberharder of Pennsylvania and Orrin Harris of Arkansas furthered Bennett's initiative. It won quick support from the Banking and Currency Committee and cleared the House on an unrecorded voice vote. The Senate approved the measure less than three weeks later. The biblically derived phrase first appeared in 1864 on the two-cent coin when Treasury Secretary Salmon Chase urged its adoption. It also appeared soon after the Civil War, if consistently, on nickels, quarters, half dollars, and silver and gold dollars. In 1873, law permitted but did not require the use of the motto. The motto has been in continuous use on the one-cent coin since 1909 and on the 10-cent coin since 1916. It disappeared from the 5-cent coin in 1883 and did not reappear until production of the Jefferson nickel began in 1938. Since then, all U.S. coins have carried the inscription. The U.S. Supreme Court has consistently held that the nation's institutions presuppose a supreme being, and that government recognition of God on currency and elsewhere does not constitute the establishment of a constitutionally prohibited state-sponsored religion. Aside from the constitutional objections, all of which have been set aside by the courts, President Theodore Roosevelt took issue with using the motto on coinage because he viewed putting God's name on money to be an act of sacrilege. In 2003, by joint poll by USA Today, CNN and Gallup found that 90% of Americans support the inscription, In God We Trust, on U.S. coins. And then in 1979, parts of Skylab, America's first space station, came crashing down on Australia and into the Indian Ocean five years after the last manned Skylab mission ended. No one was injured. Launched in 1973, Skylab was the world's first successful space station. The first manned Skylab mission came two years after the Soviet Union launched Salyut 1, the world's first space station, into orbit around the Earth. However, unlike the ill-fated Salyut, which was plagued with problems, the American space station was a great success, safely housing three separate three-man crews for extended periods of time. 
Originally, the spent third stage of the Saturn V moon rocket, the cylindrical space station, was 118 feet tall and weighed 77 tons, and carried the most varied assortment of experimental equipment ever assembled in a single spacecraft to that date. The crews of Skylab spent more than 700 hours observing the sun and brought home more than 175,000 solar pictures. They also provided important information about the biological effects of living in space for prolonged periods of time. Five years after the last Skylab mission, the space station's orbit began to deteriorate earlier than was anticipated because of unexpectedly high sunspot activity. On July 11, 1979, Skylab made a spectacular return to Earth, breaking up over the atmosphere and showering burning debris over the Indian Ocean and Australia. And finally, July 11th is World Population Day, which seeks to focus attention on the urgency and importance of population issues, was established by the then-Governing Council of the United Nations Developmental Program in 1989, an outgrowth of the interest generated by the Day of Five Billion, which was observed on July 11, 1987. By Resolution 45-216 of December 1990, the United Nations General Assembly decided to continue observing World Population Day to enhance awareness of population issues including the relations to the environment and development. The day was first marked on July 11, 1990 in more than 90 countries. Since then, a number of UNFPA country offices and other organizations and institutions commemorate World Population Day in partnership with the governments and civil society. The UN Population Division collaborates closely with agencies, funds, and programs and bodies of the United Nations system in the implementation of the work program on population and in the follow-up to the International Conference on Population and Development. United Nations missions, national government offices, UN offices, researchers, media representatives, and the public regularly consult the Population Division regarding population estimates and projections, and information and analysis on population and development issues. At its 38th session, the Statistical Commission requested the United Nations Statistics Division and other international agencies to increase their technical assistance to the national statistical offices in order to strengthen the national capacity for the implementation of the 2010 World Program on Population and Housing Censuses. In addition, the Commission requested countries to begin implementation of the revised principles and recommendations for population and housing censuses. UNFPA works with the many partners, both within and outside the United Nations system, including governments, non-governmental organizations, civil society, faith-based organizations, religious leaders, and others to achieve its mission. To better respond to local needs, UNFPA increasingly devotes resources to country-led efforts, placing emphasis on country-focused and country-led implementation to achieve improved results, at the same time addressing mutual accountability and strengthening harmonization and alignment. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com In God We Trust at Politico.com Skylab Debris Lands Over Australia at History.com and 5 Billion People on Earth at UN.org the music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing, as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.